My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. I used to say to like, my wife in COVID, I'm like, I hate this, I'm not busy. Like she's like, enjoy not being busy. And now I'm at a point where I can't keep up. Like I'm so crazy busy, but I love it. Like, and that's what I, I said to her last night. I've got, I've, got to, I've got to work for a couple of hours tonight, but I'm, I love doing it. Like I'm passionate about it and I love it. And, you know, I'm helping people. And- this is Property Investory, where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Tyrone Shum and in this episode, we continue our discussion with Jeremy Lattimore, a name you may recognize if you're an NRL fan, who is working as a mortgage broker and loving every minute of it. Join us as we discuss how he relaxes after long days helping people achieve their property goals, the books that inspire him and so much more. Lattimore begins by explaining what the biggest difference is when purchasing property from the buyer's point of view versus the mortgage broker's point of view. I get people call me up and go, man, I've got so much equity in my property and I've got so much savings. And I go, what's your income? And they're like, oh, I don't have that good income. I'm like, well, or and this is it's so like the thing that gets me is, yeah, the banks only care about serviceability and your ability to repay that loan. So. You could have 500k in the bank and you want to borrow 500 but if the income's not there, even though it's a 50% LVR, um, the bank only care about serviceability and being able to repay that loan and um, that, that's probably the biggest thing as a property investor because um, I had, yeah, as I mentioned for my first property, I had really good savings but um, my income wasn't there and I'm like, why can't I borrow more money and um, now that I'm in the industry, I, I see it on, on a regular basis when someone calls me and goes, you know, I want to borrow this amount. I'm like, what's your income? And I'm like, no, like you're trying to pre-qualify people as you're talking to them on the phone and you're like, all right, leave it with me. I'll see if I can work it. Um, Because obviously there's different banks you can help different customers with. Living in a post-2020 world has changed a lot for everybody. Lattimore describes how the pandemic has affected his portfolio and how he sees Australia's biggest markets at the moment. I've got a bit of money tied up in the stock market. So um, obviously that's been a roller coaster the last 12 months. Literally about this point last year, things were looking rosy and then it fell off a cliff. So, um, you know, a couple of the ones I'm invested haven't bounced back how I'd like. But, um, you know, once I sort of pull some of that out, it would be, you know, trying to find... And I just feel like, yeah, now I've got the finger on the pulse doing this every day and, um, you know, listen to podcasts like yourself and other people who are talking about it, you learn so much. So... Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I think Sydney market is cooking at the moment. Um, 
But um, Melbourne market, like it's had a bit of a downturn because they've been so affected by all the lockdowns down there. Um, but you know, look, looking looking in different places, but you know, just doing that research, research, or you know, going to someone you know like Michael Martin from Investment Window, and you know, getting an expert to try and help you out that way because you know they get all that data and can help lead you into a property. He describes how banks often prioritise their customers depending on their current needs. The problem is with some of the bank's pre-approvals are taking forever to come through because they're not high on the priority list. Purchases are, then it's um, refinances and then the old pre-approvals get pushed to the bottom. But, you know, sometimes you can pre-qualify someone who's got a really strong borrowing to sort of give them the confidence to say, right, yeah, you've got the bat. As long as there's no uh, nothing hiding behind the rock over there that you don't know about, which they haven't told you, which generally if you've done a thorough pre-qualification, you can, um, you know that, but you can give them a little bit of confidence that they can go purchase, but at the same time, I do like to have that pre-approval for my customers to go and purchase because I'd hate to, you know, tell someone to buy something and, you know, there was something happened with the bank um, you couldn't get that loan across the line because you know that 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 that's on you then, and um, it is such an emotional um, thing purchasing a property. And uh, if someone was to put down money in to lose that property because they couldn't get the finance, it um, yeah, that that's touch wood. That's something I haven't experienced, and I hope I never do because uh, I do take my job very seriously. And you know, I love helping people with getting the finance because you know that's they are the lifeblood of your business. And you know, I've helped a couple of people settle loans this week, and they've already you know. Oh, I passed your number on to so-and-so and, you know, that, that, that is pleasing because, you know, that, that's how you build the business and you love people telling you that you're doing a good job because sometimes you don't know if you are. You might not expect a blokey bloke to be into certain activities but Lanamore doesn't shy away from the unexpected. He delves into his morning routine. I love this stuff. I'm an avid book reader so I read every day um, and... Uh, I've read like Atomic Habits and um, you know different books along the way which have helped me build this morning routine and um, I feel that that's where that just helps my mentality. So I mentioned read, meditate, journal. I try and do that four to five days a week. I don't do it every day because on the weekend I like to have a bit of a rest and not get up at 5am but um, by doing that and then going and training uh, like there was a period there obviously COVID was a bit of an emotional roller coaster and then after COVID I, I just wasn't in a good routine and I was in my first year retired from playing professional sport where I'm told to be here at this time you've got to do this you even playing footy you've got to run the ball get to this point get a quick play of the ball so your team can get to that point and hopefully set it up to score a try so I just lost my way a little bit and that, that's when I developed this morning routine after reading the 5am club and um, then Atomic Habits after that and um, I just find my days like coming to work just I'm so much more productive um, in my days now through doing this and an and NRL player Chad Townsend he actually has a podcast and he um, he's doing really good things but that, that's something me and him were talking about you know just having that morning routine to set you up for the day because I just find it makes me so much sharper and my mentality so much better because yeah like, like I said I was told what to do for such a long period of time and that was probably something I had to adjust to in my first year retired is not especially being self-employed as a mortgage broker as well um I've got to like set my day out and um that yeah that 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 is and that's still a day-to-day thing where I, I like even talking to my wife because she'll come on and goes god I had a productive day and um then other days she's like oh my god I didn't get nothing done and it's 
just when like I write down what I've got to do on this day. So, and I might set that by generally try and set it by importance. So I've got someone's loan who I need to lodge by tomorrow. So that's first cab off the ring. Then I might have a mate who wants to refinance, but he's not in a hurry. So I'll push that down the list and, you know, just try and get through it. And I, I literally cross them out as I do them. And then that gives me a sense of satisfaction and um, I've accomplished that one, boom. And then I'm constantly adjusting and adding things so I don't forget. <laughs> Thank God for mobile phones as well to uh, organise just like I knew I had this three o'clock with you, mate. He further explains the concepts in his favourite mindset books and how he tweaks them to suit his lifestyle. Robin Sharma, he, he's um, just, he talks about, and I, I don't do it exactly how he says it. So he, um, I think he has, he wants you to exercise first thing so that, you know, your heart rate's up and you, you jump out of bed. So I'm different. I get up and I have to, I like to have a lemon with um, hot water because I read Kelly Slater does it and he, he never gets crook. And then I, I have, uh, I just make a quick instant coffee because I don't wake the kids up. And then I go back in and I read. But generally with the 5N Club, it's meant to be you do that for 20 minutes. So he goes exercise. Then the next 20 minutes is, I think it's brain. So, you know, read audio books. Um, watch YouTube, whatever it is, just build your brain. And then the other one is, you know, journal. Um, yeah, I think it's just them too. So, but he breaks into 20 minutes um, blocks and you do it like that. So I do mine a little bit different, but you know, you do what works for you, not, you know, follow everything to a T and, and then obviously I go to the gym after that first hour. So I'm sort of doing a two, two hour, two hour, 5 a.m. club, but um yeah it's what works for you but yeah i just and and then at the gym i do weights generally and then i have a sauna uh or a steam and i just i find i come out of there i'm feeling awesome and you know i'm ready to dive into the day later more details how he's been involved in these rituals how strict he is or isn't with them and a little 5am distractions that sometimes pops up it's obviously not ideal when the alarm goes up some mornings at 10 to 5 and even last night I obviously worked till uh, I mentioned 10, 30, 11 just on the laptop knocking over some things I needed done. Um, so to be honest, I was 5.15 club today, not 5 a.m. club. I was a bit lazy getting up but I still got up and made me coffee and had me lemon water and read my book and um, did some meditation. Uh, and then went to the gym. But yeah, it, it does take a while. What do you say? Actually, I think James Clear... He said it in Atomic Habits. I think it takes 30 days to develop a habit. Is it right? Yeah, I think it's 30 days. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously I'm not doing seven days a week, but I've got a consistency in what I'm doing. And, um, you know, I've really applied it to my life. And, um, yeah, I feel like I'm in it. Since I started, it would have been September, August last year, maybe. Yeah, I've just been in a, a lot better headspace. And, yeah, so any listeners out there, I would highly recommend it, even yourself. And, Come back to me and give me some feedback. You just got to uh, be harder if the kids come in at 5.30 though. And I've been lucky unless one of them wets the bed. I'll have the odd wet, wet bed and I can hear him coming up the stairs and ruin me 5am uh, club. But uh, hey, family duties take priority. Coming up after the break, we dive deeper into Lattimore's meditation practices. With like mine, you know, because it'll often tell you, well, you, your mind will start to wander and every time it says that, I'm, I've wandered somewhere else and it just teaches you to come back and try and focus. How COVID threw him some curveballs but perhaps it wasn't the worst thing. 
even with how mortgage broken's been in the last 18 months for me, like I've had a few um, curveballs there last year, but um, you know, now where I've ended up is the, the best place I could be for me to keep developing and um, you know, keep learning the industry that I do love and see myself in for a long time. How his NRL career prepared him for mortgage breaking in ways he didn't expect. Had some great experiences in front of big crowds, but then other times I didn't. And um, you know, that's just like coming to work. You know, I have a good day, mortgage broken one day, then the next day I'm like, what the hell's going on here? And that's next. I'm Tyrone Shum, and you're listening to Property Investory. Hey, property investor, is your cash or equity currently earning you 1% to 2% per annum sitting in the bank? What if I said to you that you can do better? To find out more, simply register your interest to become a money partner at propertyinvestory.com. Right now, there are great opportunities in the property market and I'm looking for money partners who want to invest to get a high return with low risk on their money for 6 months. Register your interest by visiting propertyinvestory.com. Lanamore strengthens his mental focus by meditating using an app. He discusses which app he uses and if it has been helpful for him. What I do, I have an app called The Smiling Mind. So you can download download that if you want to. But um, my old club doctor at uh, St. George Dragon, Stefan Erickson, he's, um, he, I was telling him about what I was doing. He's like, oh, mate, I do it. But he sits in a chair and just focuses on his breathing for like 20 minutes. So just like breathe. In counts to like four, then out like six or seven, and he does that for 20 minutes. And like he's a very relaxed dude, so it's obviously working for him. But um, with, with like mine, you know, because it'll often tell you like you, your mind will start to wander, and every time it says that, I'm, I've wandered somewhere else, and you just teaches you to come back and try and focus and then obviously that helps you with life because you've got so many distractions whether it's your mobile phone and getting on social media or checking the stock market or getting on news.com or what's happening with the NBA schools and you know no 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 come on focus get back to work here Um, and then that's something I've gotten better at not picking up my phone as much um, throughout the day. Back to books, Lattimore is clearly an avid reader and a fan of the book Atomic Habits. He explores the habits he's picked up from the book that is especially helpful for him. I feel I've always, like that's just me in general. Like I've always had goals through my rugby league career and, you know, writing things down and, you know, ma- making things become a habit. But in saying that, like I'm not the perfect person. I've got plenty of flaws. So I'm always trying to change bad habits. Um, and, you know, some some I have, some I haven't. And, um, you know, that, that's, I think, life's a constant learning experience and you know trying to um take things and that, that's why i'm such an avid reader because i feel every book i take i pick up i'll pick something out of it that um you know i can apply in life but um you know more with me myself it's just my own habits and routines that i've developed through playing rugby league and a bit ocd and a bit of a stickler for you know how i do things and i think that's just me as an individual but um you know i like you talk about james clear and atomic habits are you on the email list i get them every friday i love reading what he goes and obviously they're all generally quotes that are out in the um the google world but um I find, you know, Friday morning getting on there and, um, you know, refreshing on some of the things he puts out is always a good way to keep learning and uh, reminding yourself what you're trying to achieve. 
If he could go back 10 years ago and tell himself one thing, what would it be? Definitely, especially this is a, a property investing um, podcast, just go back 10 years and trust my judgment. Um, don't listen to other people and, you know, do, do, do a bit more research instead of trusting people who, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like I, I went off someone's referral and um, that, that'd be the main lesson there, even though it didn't cost me too much financially, but still burns me because I could have invested into Port Macquarie and had massive capital growth instead of, you know, sort of just coming out a bit behind by buying two properties in um, the Gold Coast. Um, so that, that that would be my main piece of advice, yeah, for myself. Um, football, like in terms of how that journey went, everything happened for a reason for me there and where I ended up, what I was meant to be. And even with how mortgage broken has been in the last 18 months for me, like I, I've had a few um, curveballs there last year, but, um, you know, now where I've ended up is the, the best place I could be for me to keep developing and, um, you know, keep learning the industry that I do love and see myself in for a long time. He mentioned he ran into a few curveballs during 2020 and goes into further detail on what some of those were. The first one where like I literally just retired and my mate then like told me he's going to get out of the industry and then into COVID where I didn't have the base of a network to, you know, because everyone was refinancing but I didn't really have that amount of people to refinance because I didn't have that network of clients to, to do it. But, um, you know, the catch-22 to that was is I got to homeschool my little boy because he, he was not at school and my wife's job, as I mentioned, was full on and she was at home. So, you know, that, that's why I, I always say it to my wife, everything happens for a reason. And, you know, I played for five NRL clubs across 11 years. I got told by football clubs that I wasn't wanted anymore. Um, you know, I had injuries and even still now, like I look back on it and it's taught me so much about how strong I can be mentally. You know, I played in semifinals in front of crowds of, you know, 40, 50,000 people. And um, I've just, I've learned so much through what my journey has been. And, um, you know, the mortgage broken, like how that went at the early part of last year, that set me up to where I am now. And, you know, now things are, I used to say to like my wife in COVID, I'm like, I hate this. I'm not busy. Like she's like, enjoy not being busy. And now I'm at a point where I can't keep up. Like I'm so crazy busy, but I love it. Like, and that's what I, I said last night. I got, I got, I got to work for a couple of hours tonight, but I'm, I love doing it. Like I'm passionate about it, and I love it. And you know, I'm helping people, and um, it, it's yeah, it's it's funny. And, and I do, I mentioned that literally to her yesterday, going, well, you know, I, I do know now what you mean about enjoy it when it's quiet because I just I've got so much coming up, even because I'm still doing stuff with the football club, and I've got to go to Mudgy next week so i've got three days that started next week to try and lodge all these loans and um and that's not if something else comes in in the next three days as well more work so hey be grateful and that great you know that, that's something we do at home practice gratitude and be grateful for what we have and i'm grateful for what, what what's going on at the moment even though in saying that that when i was i don't know if my son went backwards when i was homeschooling because few, few of the english throwing at me with curveballs <laughs> But no, nah, it was yeah that that was it was actually a really really cool and we'd go play footy most days like we'd knock over his schoolwork and we'd go down and play footy at the park and it was awesome. The pandemic can definitely be described as a blessing in disguise in certain ways, including giving us more time with our family, which Lanamore has relished. I've touched on everything happens for a reason, and again, it's thrown me a few curveballs with investments last year and um, you know work. But looking back, like it's 
something, you know, we, we'd get my mates to come to my house and we'd have a few beers instead of going to pubs because you couldn't go to pubs. It was a nightmare. You had to book in and you can't sit down. You had to sit down the whole time. So at least at, at your own house, you can have a beer and enjoy yourself and stand and walk around. And um, yeah, it, it's de- definitely changed how we live forever, I think. Looking to the future, where does he see himself in terms of his career, his property investment and his family in five years' time? Really good question and because obviously I, I do sort of look 12 months ahead, five years ahead, 10 years ahead and obviously <laughs> I retired from footy a year and a half ago into full-time work and it feels like it's been 10 years so who knows what's going to happen in the next five years but I, I, I see myself as, you know, going really well in mortgage broken. I, hopefully I'm still doing work with a football club because I, I, I love that job and um Kids are going to be growing up, be coaching me little boys' footy team. I'm actually playing footy again this year, but I, I won't be playing footy in five years. I can guarantee you that. Um, and, yeah, just, you know, I'll probably uh, by that point be looking to purchase another investment property. Fantastic. So, hold on. You told me you, you're looking to play footy again this year. What's going on? <laughs> Down uh, in the, I don't even know what group it is, group six, the Midigong Lions. I'm playing with a few of my ex-teammates uh, like from the NRL. We've, we've got a few boys down there playing together. So, yeah, this will be the, uh, well, I might play next year one or two games for my Port Macquarie Sharks team because I've, I've always told them I'll come back and play some games to give give back to where I grew up and that, that club gave me so much to take me on the journey I did. So, I am very grateful for that. Success can generally be determined by four things, skill, intelligence, hard work and luck. Lattimore contemplates which factors have been the biggest contributors in his case. I think if you ask most people I've played footy with, I didn't have a great amount of skill. I had a decent offload for which I was not, that that would be the skill I had, but it all was hard work, you know. I had to work every, you know, every inch of um, what I had to get to where I did and you know, perse- perseverance was a big one for me. I, I, I never give up and I could have a couple of times, but um, I hung in there and, you know, that skill now alone is what's helping me in my post-football career because, you know, and, and this is, I just feel any professional athlete from, from a team, team environment has a skill set if they're willing to do the work in a post-football career because it's such a unique skill set in, you know, you, you're in the fight, like you're in the fire every week, whether you're playing a game of football, you're getting judged on your performance, you get judged by fans, your coach, um, even when you go home, you know, you, you, your mum and dad are going, oh, you didn't play that well today. Like you, you're getting judged everywhere and that's something I, I feel, um, you know, that that skill set is so unique and um, so I would definitely just, you know, my, my main thing was hard work. I've had a little bit of luck at the same time, you know. I haven't been able to do what I have without having a bit of luck because there's been a lot of guys I've played with who were way better players than me and I played a lot more football than them, but they had injuries and even growing up in the bush, you know, there were some blokes up there who were way better footballers than me who never even played a game of under-20s in, in Sydney. Um, but that's where my persistence um, and a bit of luck and the hard work come into it, I feel. Playing in front of 40,000 to 50,000 people must be daunting. He explains how he does it and if it's difficult or comes naturally to him. I've done it for so long, you know. Like, and Public speaking is something when I was a kid I used to get so rattled about whereas now because I've done it, talking to kids at schools or in front of crowds at presentation night, I've gotten a lot better at. But rugby league is something I've done forever. So obviously there's a bit of 
get a bit of performance anxiety. Like I was like, I've got to play well, you know, this is a big game. Um, you put pressure on yourself to play to a certain standard. But, um, you know, especially the last few years of my career, I was a bit of a, uh, like I saw myself as a larrikin and I played that role. So I just embrace it for what it was. But, you know, there'd be times where I, I, I wouldn't lie to you, I was nervous, you know, you put going out to play and, um you know, there's a lot riding on football games, whether it's, you know, you put pressure on yourself or, you know, you've got fans of the football club who want to see you like, play well and win. So, um, you know, I had some great experiences in front of big crowds, but then other times I didn't. And, um, you know, that's just like coming to work, you know, I have a good day, mortgage broken one day, then the next day I'm like, what the hell's going on here? Thank you to Jeremy Lattimore, our guest on this episode of Property Investory. And if you love the show and are ready to get serious about investing your money to get a low risk, high return, then SMS me your name and email address on 0499881040 to become a money partner. Right now, there are great opportunities in the property market and I'm looking for money partners who want to invest their money for a short six months. To register interest, Text me your name and email address on 0499881040. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com tapiphone tap iPhone. 